What's the deal? It's your boy J16 to keep it real and drop it on another topic. All centered around hip hop topics, never gossip. I don't know why I'm rhyming today, man, but I just feel real, real good about going into the year 2024. This is the first episode for all my loyal listeners that have been listening from day one. Much respect. Yo, um, we closed out 2023, 50th year of hip-hop. And it's wild because in a weird way, I am actually happy about it. No more do we have to listen to all these brands that never had any love for the culture as a core coming up with whack hip-hop memorabilia things for the 50th anniversary of hip-hop man I, we were seeing shit from target walmart i did a hip-hop marathon run last year man everybody wanted to touch hip-hop because they knew it was a money grab and it's over and we're going into the 51st year and going into the 51st year we ain't really gonna see nobody talking about it mark my words this same time next year when we go into year 2025 i'm gonna reflect on what we learned about hip-hop all year from all these brands that was capitalizing on the culture and i guarantee you we probably not gonna see nothing because people only want to be part of hip-hop when it's popular just like they did when it first started out when it became popular people hopped on it then when it started dying down people were making fun and crazy trash talks about it and we find ourselves now in the year 2025 at the highest peak that it's ever been but the culture as a core is probably at its lowest peak unless you are doing a lot of digging in the crates to find those artists like the the you know any type of dope artists out at this present time whether it's the artists that have been putting out music for generations like Jay Electronica or the newer artists like Sahara Prince or well, some are not new but Simba if you ain't looking for artists like that you ain't gonna find nothing all you gonna get is Sukiyana and fucking you know um uh sexy red but we when we want to listen to the pure lyrical artist that comes out and puts out the music that we all want to vibe to whether it's the Scar Lip, who she's actually a real conscious rapper, the Tobies, who can actually put out good bars, we not hearing shit like that. And that's what's happening with hip-hop as a culture. So going into 2025, I want us to sit back, really enjoy hip-hop. If you're a hip-hop head like me, I want you to really reflect on what hip-hop means to you and what hip-hop is going to do for us in the next 50 years. We probably all ain't going to be around to see it. But I will be glad to see if hip-hop gets it to another level and doesn't keep going down this, this hole of turmoil since everybody's trying to capitalize it, man. And it's getting whack, to be honest. But that's neither here nor there. We're going to start today's episode with a good reflection point on the artist, the conscious side of hip-hop, man. I mean... From the Tribe Called Quest, the Native Tongues, all the way to the Lupe Fiascos. What has the conscious rappers did for us? Man, I'm a, I'm a big advocate of the backpack rappers. We call them backpack because we always thought they just wore backpacks. And honestly, I think that title came from Kanye. It might be crazy to think about it. Kanye used to say a lot of crazy stuff. I remember listening to the Sway um, interview 
and Kanye was on a Sway interview and he's talking about how he was the one who created the retro movement. He was the one who created the the button ups and the and the preppy look. And I remember like in that early two thousands, we saw Kanye actually walking around with all this preppy shit on. And in my mind, thinking back to it, I'm like, is Kanye telling the truth? Because before that, you know, if we think about it, retros were popular, but they won't. They weren't popular. I'm sorry. Jordan was dropping the Jordans for the years. So if you was 96, he was dropping Jordans. 97, he dropped. I remember the first pair of Jordans I ever was able to get was those 13s. Um, they were so fly to me. They was just dope. But I, that came out when I was like in seventh grade. So if we really think about it, maybe he was saying something about him because in 2003, Jordan wasn't really dropping no, the hot ones that we was all wearing. And he was, and Kanye might have been the first generation of rapper to come out with those retros. So I don't know if it's true or not. But we're getting back to the concept of backpack. Kanye used to constantly walk around with the backpacks on. And I don't know if the title backpack rapper came from Kanye because if we remember when Kanye first came out he was fucking with Taleb he was fucking with Romfest and artists like that and maybe in a weird way Kanye always wearing that backpack on that preppy got tied into that preppy look conscious rap level because of the Romfests the Talibs the most and we can we always look back to it and say you know what Kanye is the creator of the terminology backpack now, we all know Kanye wasn't the first conscious rapper. And in a, in a weird way, Kanye even says only reason he got with the conscious rap because nobody even wanted to fuck with him on a regular rap. So Kanye used it as a money grab to get into the game. But when we think about it, he might have been the first terminology of that, that word conscious. Now, I do say if it wasn't for Kanye, we wouldn't have got to hear how dope Lupe was because... If Kanye wasn't considered a conscious rapper, he definitely allowed us to listen to Lupe. And Lupe, hands down, is one of the dopest conscious rappers, right? So we definitely want to, like, give recognition where recognition is deserved and not do Lupe fiasco. I'm going to do a whole episode on how dope and that dude is as a rapper. But we want to get into the reflection point of why the conscious scene has always been one of the realest parts of hip-hop, right? We look at people like Lupe. Um, actually, he has a, some dope tracks he's put out recently over the Andre 3000 um, flutes. And we look at Lupe as an artist and we say, yo, Lupe, to me, is probably one of the best rappers alive when it comes to this rhyme game, right? His lyrical talent is unstoppable. But for generations, we had other conscious rappers that came out, whether it's the MF Dooms, whether it's the... Um, whether it's the Immortal Techniques, where you can even go into the Gene Grays, we can go into the, um, like, lyrical, OD, crazy rappers, and then we get more into the high level of conscious, like, the Common Senses, the, um, J Electronicas, the, the, you know, the, um, Consequence, um, we can keep going down, the most definitely Talib Kweli's, like, any level of conscious, we got that. And then we even get into another ones from the, you know, the Arrested Developments and the Diggable Planets. Like, it was tons of conscious rappers that were coming out in multiple realms and multiple areas during the 90s. And that was the level of hip-hop I've always said. That conscious rap tied in with the Neo Soul is the part of hip-hop that I'm so glad we got because 
even when hip hop starts to move into this corny pop sound and music that only people touch because it's for money, which in a weird way, the way we look at money in this country, and that take nothing from it, we in a capitalist society, everybody gotta go, and everybody's focused on getting millions. But the way about approaching the millions and how to get the money, we always tend to look at it like, a kind of like selling your soul to the devil millions, right? There's way, so many different ways to get money out here. And people always want the quick fix, right? They want the quick money grab. They'll rather sell their soul to a, a label. And even when the rappers are going, let's say, doing it on their own independent, they'll put their music out. But because they're so touched in, oh, I got to get the mess, most views, I got to put this type out, I got to, you know, I, I got to have no type of integrity and put any type of music out. And we don't understand how this is affecting the youth, right? So we get the sexy res that is so pressed to get a dollar that they'll say anything. But when you come in from nothing, any money looks like something, right? So I don't knock it, but I also understand that the words we say are powerful and the stuff we put out is going to maybe in a very highly likely be impressionable to younger kids who fully haven't developed their capacity of thinking at a mature level yet so if you putting out songs like pound town and you expect young girls to hear it listen to it and be like yo this is a cool song you know and this is what guys like and things like that you don't see how much it's degrading and belittling the women out here and it's same could be said for us on the side of artists that you know put out music like in the drill sound that's constantly talking about killing us from whether it's the Vaughns, whether it's the NBA young boys, any way you look at it, it's bad on both sides, but everything is about a dollar and everything is about clout. So you can't take nothing from the youth that's doing it because they're growing up in a generation of screens. They're growing up in a generation of putting music out so the screens can, we can we can look at it from the screen side. So definitely we wanna look at what has fucking uh progressed through the years of hip-hop starting out as a music form that was put out for um the voice of the voice lifts fighting the power from the you know the sounds of the pe's and groups like that but also making sure that we put a light on what was happening in our society and as we look at hip-hop now we're stuck in a weird way is that everything that we fought for is actually what's we're actually going backwards now because we are actually our biggest enemies of hip-hop. And the one thing that I always got to say about the conscious sound is the conscious sound stayed to the cause of hip-hop, right? It stayed to the pure essence of what hip-hop is. And that's why I respect it. And that's why I love that side of hip-hop, man. Um, lots of artists you can see that got put out art tracks and music throughout the years. Some classic albums, whether it's The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill whether it's B by Common, like you can just keep going down a list of dope albums that came out through the years through the conscious sounds. And it's weird because the con the new conscious sounds, right, of artists like the Childish Gambinos putting out music. Um, you're so we're so lucky that these artists had a good blueprint of rappers to follow after. Because they will keep hip-hop alive. It's just like the neo-soul sound, right? Of the, you know, the Jill Scotts and the um, Erica Badu's. That sound 
is the sound that will stand the test of time, right? That's the sound that we will always go to listen to for the purest of hip-hop. Like, I was at an event yesterday talking to this, my man's out here in D.C., that throws a lot of hip hop events out th- out here, and we were talking about that. Like we're so glad that hip hop is going back to the way it was, right? Without this whole pop sound and music that we got from the 50th anniversary of hip hop. So going into the 51st year, we ain't gonna see all of that. One thing I respect about what KRS said during the 50th anniversary, when they wanted him to go to the Grammys, is like, bro, you waited to the 50th year. To give us, pay us homage and pay us love, and you expect me to be hype about it? That just sounds crazy. So, definitely, we're going to reflect on what hip-hop means to us going into this 51st year and make sure that these conscious rappers get put more on the scene, man. If you get a chance, definitely take your time out. I don't care what type of hip-hop you listen to. Take your time out to pay respect to that conscious sound, man. Go buy some albums, yo. Go listen to MF Doom if you never heard them before. Listen to the music. Listen to people under the stairs. Listen to groups that put out music for generations that was pure conscious rap and see the type of lyrics and stuff they were putting out and understand that's what people, that's the side of hip-hop that we need to protect at all costs. All this other stuff is, man, it's very detrimental to our youth, man. It's definitely... The side of hip-hop that we, labels for generations, exploited, they took advantage of us. And understanding that we are our worst enemies, like Nas said all the time, right? With black people, we the teenagers of the world. It's going to take us a while to mature. And we don't fully understand that our conditions now have been conditioned. So it's up to us as a, as a, as a culture to go out, listen to hip-hop. Listen to the music that's been put out through years and stop listening to the hip-hop sounds from this pop music that's been exploited by European cultures by all means, man. I can't... I, I was listening to Dr. Umar talking about Eminem. Now, I understood where Dr. Umar was coming from, and it's funny because he was the messenger. It's weird because when you think about M, and maybe I do a whole episode on Eminem as a rapper Dr. Umar was right in some aspects of it and he was wrong in some aspects of it right definitely the culture has been exploited by Europeans forever wrong is that Eminem was not the artist who was exploiting that shit Eminem was a pure rapper lyricist it just so happens that they love to use that face just like anything if you're good if one group of people is good at one thing and then the other group group has a member that comes into it we are in a coloristic society everybody's picking their tribes based off their color right so if Eminem there's not a lot of white rappers that are coming out and people who buy records are white people right black people we a lot of, lot of times like the bootleg shit right you know so uh, looking back to it if it wasn't a lot of the white kids that were buying Eminem's records, that's why he was selling, were buying it based off the fact that he looked like them. Right? So, is it true that over time, the voice of the people who are controlling the, the magazines and controlling the, the stations are going to constantly say, you know, this was the person we believe is the best because he looks like us? And it sucks because Eminem is a phenomenal rapper, right? 
you can't get mad when it comes down to it because of that. And one thing that I will say about the whole M sound is that Eminem was probably one of the first rappers that I heard that I was like, you know, definitely took it to the next level when it came to this bar game. So I know I got on a quick tangent about M, but I just want to know because listening to Dr. Umar talk about it, one of these conscious speakers and what he said about the black culture and stuff, it got me to thinking, right? And um, I'm going to do a whole episode on it, but I just wanted to give you a little tab into it that the conscious sound comes from so many different artists and one of the things that hip-hop can't take away is the fact that as hip-hop as a culture we have lasted over 50 years and one part of hip-hop that will probably stay for another 50 years the conscious because that's the side of hip-hop that comes from the folk hip-hop was folk music it was music that wasn't meant to be pop because people noticed that it was money in it they decided to make it pop I think I was listening to uh, Simba who said it. Rappers, the rap game died when drug dealers realized that rappers was making more money than them. And it's weird because I look at that saying like, yeah, because then the, the gangsters started being rappers because the, the rappers were more, making more money than the gangsters. And now the stories that are being put out are dynamics to the side of just pure glorification of all the negative aspects of our community just like it was doing starting at the nwa sound and then after that it just got just it just elevated to a whole crazy different level and if you want to say two live crew was the first to really exploit the sex and then that elevated to a crazy level so where we look at us now the one side of hip-hop that never died and never really change was that side of the conscious rap and that's why by all means we have to protect that conscious rap sound of hip-hop man yo like always much respect to listen to this podcast it's the first podcast of 2024 i'm looking so hyped for this year definitely check me out every friday we'll be dropping all types of dope, types of dope podcasts definitely gonna have some features going into this new year we're gonna be doing a lot of cool stuff man but if you've been definitely checking me out subscribe to my uh my, my, my list i have tons of uh, fat facts that i'll be breaking down about hip-hop tons of different stories and things like that but i definitely am respecting anybody who has been with me during this journey and i'm really glad about it so definitely check into it in the next episode and as always respect life Live strong and hold it down. Peace out.